Welcome, all of you wine and true crime lovers. I'm your host, Brandy. And I'm Jamie. And this is Texas Wine and True Crime. We do what we do so we can see you. Thanks for being here, friends, for the beginning of Season 2, Episode 1, You're Not Alone. Well, Jamie, here we are, Season 2 starting today. Happy New Year to all of our friends out there. We hope 2021 brings you lots of happiness and blessings. So, Jamie, have you thought about your 2021 New Year's resolution yet? I have. Oh! <laughs> is it a secret? Uh, you maybe. have to tell us. Okay. I just, <laughs> hey, I'm, I don't have one yet. So, that's going to be more than one for me, I think. Let's see how long they go. (laughs) Now, I don't know the exact statistic, but I think what I read was it's a high number that people's resolution go out the window like in the month of January. They don't even stick with it through the actual entire month. Right. And it's usually like go to the gym, quit smoking, Mm -hmm. uh, make more money. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, I hope everyone's coming up with their New Year's resolutions, and I hope it's a great year for everybody. The crime we chose for this week is the tragic case of Amy Robinson. The wine for this week comes from our friends at Lane Boots and Lost Oak Winery there in Burleson, Texas. We are drinking a 2012 Willow White. Now, the cover of this bottle is cool. So what happened, Jamie, is Lane Boots and Lost Oak Winery basically got together and Lane Boots designed the label for this wine. Um, So it's got a cute pair of boots on it, um, and it's called the Willow Boot by Lane Boots. So if you go to laneboots.com, they make boots, right? And so um, there's actually a boat boot called the Willow Boot. Okay. Yeah. So that's the picture they put on the cover they of the wine. Very, they're very cute. Yeah, they're super cute. So we're like, a bouquet of flowers gets this wine off to a good start. We're looking for characters of peach and even a little orange um, makes for a real treat on the palate. So I, I like it already. I do too. It's a, it's nice and refreshing. It's a good way to start the year. It <laughs> is, it is. And of course, hang out until the end so you can catch our wine rating and reviews and learn more about Lost Oak Winery. Before we jump into season two, episode one, Jamie, do you want to let our listeners know where they can find us on social media? Sure. It is Instagram at Texas Wine and True Crime. And then you can also go to our website at TexasWineAndTrueCrime.com. And as we've mentioned in other podcasts, you can now find us on Facebook. We have a group. You just search Texas Wine and True Crime and click join and we'll let you in and we have some fun. Awesome. And if you listen to us on Apple and enjoy the show, just hop on, give us five stars because we know it just helps us, right? Doesn't hurt. And don't forget to to subscribe so your phone can just magically download that next episode for you without you having to do a thing. That's right. Click that button. And please visit our website to sign up for exciting news, which will be swag chat, upcoming episodes, exclusive episodes, and so much more. We've got something really exciting coming out in February, which we will announce soon. Um, So definitely get on that website and um, go ahead and sign up so you can stay in tune. All right. So if you want to show us some love and support, uh, feel free to buy us a glass of wine or four. We like four. We've just never really just had one, I don't no. think. And four is only two each, so. <laughs> okay, eight? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> we'll take one at a time. It's, yeah. We're all good. We'll share. We're not we, greedy. We share. <laughs> so all you need to do is click on Buy Me a Coffee link in our website, and we magically turn coffee to wine. Um, help, ke- help us keep the decanter full, and it is always appreciated. 
Okay, Jamie, are you ready to get into this week's case? You're not alone? Let's do it. All right, so let's sip some wine and talk some crime. This week, we are talking about the tragic murder of Amy Robinson out of Fort Worth, Texas. Now, of course, we always want to give some facts about the city um, that the, the crime takes place in. So for our listeners outside of Texas, here's a few facts about Fort Worth. On July 4th, now I picked some cool ones because I know okay. we've done Fort Worth before. Right. So I picked some different ones um, and, and I like these. I like this first one for sure. Yeah. Mm. So on July 4th, 4th of July, 1935, I had no idea, first of all, it had been around that long. 1935, Joe T. and Jesse Garcia opened Joe T. Garcia's Mexican restaurant in part of their home in Fort Worth, Texas. The original restaurant had a maximum capacity of 16. The Garcias served their famous enchiladas in the front room while they were expanding on their home. Today, the restaurant encompasses most of a city block and serves up to 2,000 customers every weekend. It's so good. It's so good, and it's really fun. Every time I've ever been there, it's been packed. Right. You have to go to Joe T. Garcia's when you go out there, for sure. For sure. All right, this one's cool, too. In 1933, the historic Stockyards Hotel in Fort Worth was one of the outlaws Bonnie and Clyde's hideouts from the law. Today, you can stay in the same room occupied by Clyde Barrow and Bonnie Parker during their 1933 stay in Fort Worth. The Bonnie and Clyde Jr. Suite features a king-size bed and a variety of historic artifacts, including Bonnie's 38 revolver, photographs, newspaper clippings, and a poem written by Bonnie for Clyde. Mm. That's cool. That is. And remember, we talked about them. And yeah. Then, uh, was it the Tyler one? Which one was no, that? No, that was... Um, th- no, it was... Uh, <laughs> Um, put her on the Betty, spot. Betty Dunn did it. Was, okay, Betty so Dunn it was the it. Betty. It was the one yeah. out. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, okay. they hung out there too. Yeah. Oh, well, they, that's what <laughs> they we were said. Everywhere. Yeah, because they were, they were all over Texas. Yeah, you'll probably hear their, their names crimes. a few times on our, on our show. Yeah. All right. And in 1963, President John F. Kennedy delivered his last public speech at a Fort Worth chamber breakfast before leaving for Dallas. Mm. And of course, he was assassinated that oh, day that in Dallas. That's so sad, that one. Yeah. A crazy person. On February 15th, 1998, 19-year-old Amy Robinson was heading to her job at a local grocery store in Arlington, Texas. She was on her bike headed to work when a car approached her. She recognized 23-year-old Michael Hall and 18-year-old Robert Neville, so she pulled over to speak with them. They offered her a ride to work, and she says yes. The men drove Amy to a rural field in Fort Worth, They tortured her with a pellet gun, attempted to shoot her with a crossbow, and ultimately took a twenty-two caliber rifle and ended her life. Let's talk about what happened to Amy Robinson. This one's sad. They're all sad. No, they're all sad. I know. (laughs) It's like every time we I know, every time we get into a case, I feel like, oh but I remember like really clearly remember this one. Yes. And first I do want to say thank you to the person that left such a kind review on Apple and asked us to bring light to this case. Yeah. So um I am familiar with this case, Jamie, and like you said, this is a tough one. Um, but before we talk about what happened to Amy that day. Let's get to know her little soul a little more, okay? Yeah. Amy was a sweet, innocent 19-year-old girl that trusted the world. She was born with Turner Syndrome, 
Um, it's a condition, Jamie, that affects only females. Mm-hmm. And basically, it's when one of the sex chromosomes, the X chromosome, is missing or partially missing. Right. So sometimes the characteristics can be mental disability, short stature, and just a lack of sexual development during puberty. Right. And also lack of um, their ovaries. Yes. So Mm -hmm. the chances are of them having children, you know, is, yeah, it's, it's sad. But Amy didn't let this define her. Um, She had a job at a local Kroger grocery store there in Arlington. Um, She worked as a bagger and a cashier. And people, her employees said that she was on time all the time, loved her job. They loved working with her. She was loving, trusting, and always smiling. So, Jamie, I looked at a bunch of pictures of her, and she is just smiling ear Mm -hmm. to ear in every single one. Yeah. Um, and I think we all have the ability to s- inspire people, you know, with our stories and life experiences. And I think Amy, just from what I was reading, just didn't let her condition really set her back. Right. Um, and the people just closest to her ad- admired her for that. Yeah. Um, so reading statements from her sisters and grandmother, you can really see the effect that her death had on her family. So let's talk about the suspects in this case. Both Neville and Hall were raised by their mothers. Their fathers weren't really a part of their lives. Um, Both boys were described as loners, having a low IQ. And although Neville had been... So Neville has been in and out of trouble with the law since he was really little. Yeah. Okay. Hall, though, he did not have a criminal record at this time. Okay. So Neville's criminal history consisted of inappropriate behavior with children and starting fires. Mm, here we go. Yeah, here we go. Here are some signs. There's your sign. <laughs> right? <laughs> Always starts with the animals. And then Always. it's like, yeah, the inappropriate things with, with children. the children. So when he was 16, he was accused of inappropriate sexual behavior with one girl and two boys. Um, all three of them were under the age of 14. He also was known to torture animals at a young age, and he also engaged in bestiality. Mm. Now, I couldn't find any specifics of the bestiality, which, I'm sorry, but bestiality grosses me out. Well, if it didn't, I would be worried. I mean, I... I don't understand. I I mean, it's so hard to wrap I think it has to be people that just feel like they just can't eat... I don't know, man. I just can't even wrap my mind around it. It's like, how do you do stuff like that? I, it's, I don't know. You don't, do we you dare don't, even research? You don't feel like you can get something from another human, so you just try and attempt it with animals? Like, I don't know. Oh, God. So the beast, he was doing the bestiality <sighs> thing at a young age, also lighting fires, like we mentioned, as a kid. Um, and I heard that he was like five, Jamie, when he lit the first fire. That was actually brought to the attention of police. Right. Which, I mean, you know, kids play with matches. Sure. You know, so it's, but if it gets to, you know, a point point where you're like a pyromaniac and you just love watching fire. Like, what was it? Beavis and Butthead? Fire, fire, (laughs) fire. (laughs) So, but now we're kind of seeing the tendencies begin of sociopathic behavior, right? The fires, the abuse of animals. um, And this started at a very, very young age for him. So while doing this research, um, I do believe, though, Jamie, that Neville was more of the instigator. He does seem a little bit smarter than Hall. Mm -hmm. And Hall's mother would even say that her son had the mental capacity of a 10-year-old. Right. And he was constantly bullied growing up. 
Yeah. Yeah. So he probably felt like, oh, someone likes me. Yeah. So I'm going to do whatever he does. Right. He's, you know. Well, his mother actually said that he would like light up when Neville would walk in the room. Oh, gosh. He made him feel so good about himself. So you're absolutely dead on about that Mm. and she knew he was kind of a bad apple but she saw how happy her son was when he had a friend and that he had a friend (laughs) and you know how i'm you know you're i'm a mom i get it like you want your kids to be happy and as a mom you kind of have that gut instinct like this guy's not good like he's a bad apple i don't want my son around him which she did but then she's thinking maybe it's just me maybe i just let it happen and yeah (sighs) so All right, so let's talk about the days preceding the crime. Michael Hall and Robert Neville had both been fired from the Kroger. Okay, so they used to work with Amy. That's Mm. how they know her. Mm -hmm. So Neville is a self-proclaimed white supremacist and had said to multiple people multiple times that he just wanted to kill minorities. So he's he's just a really good guy. Yeah, so telling (laughs) people, yeah, so he's telling people he wants to kill minorities. And by the way, Amy was part Native American, and later they would tell police that she was a minority and just an easy target. This guy's a sick son of a... Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, you know, these guys are angry. They're just not really in their right minds. I, I mean, we got bestiality. We got, you know. Like angry at what? How old was he? Like, what are you even angry at the world? He, no, he you was, haven't even, like, he was pissed. 20, he was no. pissed he got fired. Right. But right? I'm saying, like, really, you're angry because you got fired? I mean, from oh, yeah. your, for, obviously, you were doing something. <laughs> you, I know. Well, they were both because fired. Because Kroger are, like, well, the one by my home, anyway. They they hire people with all types of yes. like disabilities so the ones over and yeah, yeah like all the checkers all the little yes. guys that go out and get the carts I mean mm-hmm. I'm in there so much as you know I'm like at Kroger <laughs> twice a week at least they have really and good so cheese, they're always though. like hey hey <laughs> they're they're so, so I know I love them to death it's like was one I talked with football about he's great oh, I know so. Anyways, these guys are just off their rocker a little bit. Um, so a few days before the murder, Neville and Hall purchased two 22 caliber rifles and ammunition and practiced shooting the rifles. Okay, Jamie, I think it's already time for a wine recess because this case is going to, guys, just a little heads up. Um, if it doesn't break your heart enough to know that she was an innocent 19-year-old girl who was you know, who had a disability and was really trying to do something with her life. And then you have these two creeps that just come along and take that away from her. It's just ugh. like just for no reason, for no reason. And it just weighs. It's just I feel like it, it, when people have a hard enough life and then you just it just. People just take advantage of that. It's very difficult yeah. to read about. This me off when people pick on the weak. You yeah. know, it's, it, it may. Oh, oh. Like we've said, all of these suck. All right, are we going to the wine? Yeah, let's, let's go drink to the wine. wine. Let's drink wine. Okay, so this white is good. Um, it's not dry and it's Mm-mm. not sweet. Mm-mm. It's just right in the middle. Good middle of the road. Mm-hmm. I can totally taste the peach. Totally. You can even smell it before you taste it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. is nice. This would be really good in the That's spring. Good. I mean, oh, it will be. We're like writing all of them down. Which right. one? Which Spring, one's... fall, winter Ooh. wines. <laughs> yeah, this one could be dangerous. This would be good in sangria. Oh, and you make a really good sangria. This would be you should, really yeah. good for that. 
All right, I'm going to put that on our list, Jamie. <laughs> we got we to write stuff down. I almost swore. We, I almost said curses. I was <laughs> 2021 is a year of organization and, and writing yes. things down. Right, and less F-bombs. <laughs> and less F-bombs. Okay, but I do want to tell our listeners about something cool that I use that I'm hoping to share with someone that, hey, might find it just as useful. So I use something called Noonlight. N-O-O-N-L-I-G-H-T. It's an app. So with all the crime, all the crime we read about, you know, we're always going to be try to be on the safe side, taking a little extra precaution and everyone just should, you know, whether you're by yourself, walking to your car, maybe you're walking out from a parking lot. Um, Noonlight can really just help you feel a bit safer when you're on your way somewhere when you're alone. So it's an app, like I mentioned, that allows you to be able to walk to your car. You know, we hear about carjackings, Jamie, Mm. in a driveway, you know, it happens all the time in all different kinds of neighborhoods. And I push this button when I'm just walking to my front door. Mm. I live on a corner lot off of Main Street, right? And, And you just never know. So... Um, the way it works is when you are about to head to your car or wherever you're going, you just hold this button down, right? And then whenever you reach your car, or your house, or wherever you're going, you let the button go, and then it will ask you to put in your pen. So you have 10 seconds to put in this pen. If you don't, it will send you a text and say, hey, try that pen again, but help is on the way. So basically, if someone grabs you or forces you in a car, right? And mm-hmm. you have to let your phone go. Right. Then it tracks your location. Yeah, that's really cool. So like if I'm pushed into my car and I drop my phone, Noonlight can like follow and track my phone. So we hear about people being taken in parking lots and mm-hmm. grocery, you know, malls yeah. and, and you know, all these department stores are forced into their car. Broad daylight sometimes. Oh, yeah. And time is of the essence when you're looking for someone. And if you can track that phone and be able to find out where they're going or where they were at least, then... It, it, they can just get to them that right. much faster. Well, because a lot of times they take their phone from them too, obviously. That's right. That's what the first thing they're right. going to do. And they don't know the pen, right? Right. That person taking yeah. the phone doesn't exactly. know the pen. So they so take the phone you. and it's still tracking. Mm. Does it track it if it's off? Like if they turn the phone off, do we know that? Well, you have to actually hold the button down on the app. No, but I mean, if, the, if I abduct oh. you and I take your phone and they turn it off or throw it out, throw, they can't, crash well, it or anything. It already, no, but because it, once I hit that button... Right. If somebody was to take that from me and then turn it off, I think the tracking still still works on there. Okay, yeah, I would think so. Yeah. So again, you know, time is of the essence with this. So wherever your phone is being pinged, help is on the way. So guys, I highly recommend you download Noonlight um, and tell your friends about it, too. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. All right, Jamie, you ready to jump back into the case? Yes. All right, let's do it. On the day of the crime, Amy was riding her bike and heading to her job at Kroger. Hall and Neville see Amy on her bike, and Neville pulls over his El Camino to chat with her. They strike up a conversation, and then he asks her if she wants a ride to work. So she says yes. She gets in the car, he puts her bicycle in the back of the El Camino, and they drive away. So, Jamie, they picked her up in Arlington, which is, you know, just a few miles from Fort Worth. Right. Um, Amy is just riding along in the car, right, thinking that they're taking her to work, But probably due to her disability, she probably just never questioned their intention, right? They're they're on their, I mean, I'm sure they weren't going in the direction of Kroger. If she rode her bike, I don't think she lived very far, Mm -hmm. you know, from her home to the store. Yeah. Um, She probably didn't think really anything was amiss or question anything. 
Or so, she could have been fighting them. In the well, car. Well, she could have, she could have they, but they said she wasn't. They said she was just kind of jamming to music and just kind of going along with it. So that's what they say. I was going to say, what, the two assholes? Yeah, <laughs> took her? yeah. Okay. So, I mean... Th- they said she really didn't question much because she knew them and felt comfortable with them. So but again, I think she was pretty smart, though. She seemed like a smart girl, right? In the sense, maybe like she would know, but, but there was nothing she could do. She's overpowered by two guys, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and a small El Camino. That's like a three seater right. in the front. It's not like nowadays where we've got right two seats at the front, two in the back. You can. Maybe jump out if you wanted to. No, yeah. she's probably sandwiched in between these two dudes. Yeah. So, so based on my research, they said she was like singing in the car, kind of jamming out with them. She probably felt really to flattered. Start. Two dudes picked oh her up. Oh my gosh! Of course she did, you right? Know? I mean, she's and like, she's like, "Oh, these guys, I know them from like, work." So you know, like, that's why this case just makes me so no. sick. Okay, so they end up taking her twelve miles away from where they picked her up. It's a long way. It is. And so they take her to a rural area in Fort Worth, just a random field, Jamie. Um, They park the car and they tell Amy to get out. (sighs) So Amy exits the vehicle. And as she does, Hall starts to shoot her with a pellet gun. She's now visibly upset and crying. Doesn't know why they're doing this to her. And then she actually threatens to tell her dad about what they're doing. I know. It's like you want your dad. I tell my dad. I know. According to a police affidavit, based on that threat, they decide to shoot her with a crossbow. But they're actually unsuccessful multiple times and miss. Yeah, I heard they had a crappy shot. Yeah. They couldn't hit her. No. So as she's crying and begging for them to stop, Neville goes to the car and retrieves one of the two twenty-two caliber rifles that they had purchased and shoots her in the chest while Hall continues to shoot her with the pellet gun. As she's dying, they're looking over her and laughing. So, Jamie, this is clearly a thrill kill for yeah. them. Oh, yeah. Well, we knew they were sick on the head to yeah. start with. So, I mean, this is just like... It's just disgusting and disturbing. So, once they notice that she's starting to choke on her own blood, they decide to end her life with a shot to her head. Now, at this point, Jamie, she's supposed to be at work. So, her fellow employees think it's a little odd that she hasn't shown up yet. So, they call her family to let them know that she's not there. Mm-hmm. She never showed up for her shift. And immediately, they called the police and report her missing. Yeah, I'm sure they went to panic mode right away. Yeah. So, these sickos leave her body there. They return a few days later and decide to shoot Amy's decomposing body a few more times before taking less than $5 out of her pocket and stealing her keys. Yeah, when I read that, I thought, I don't, that's on top of everything. That's, ugh. Well, like, they, we know that, that sec, it wasn't sexual, the motive wasn't sexual. No, it wasn't even robbery. No. It was basically. Race and hate and just being six little a-holes. <laughs> <laughs> so, But guess what? The case finally broke, right? When Hall's 14-year-old stepbrother told police that he had told him that he killed Amy. The teen said that he waited before he told his stepmother about the crime because he was afraid they were going to kill him too. So this poor kid was scared, but he knew that he had to tell tell the stepmom. Oh, good for him. Yeah. The two were arrested attempting to cross over into Mexico. Upon arrest, Neville acknowledged killing Amy and told police where to find her body. 
Police found Amy in a brush-covered hill area in Mosier Valley in Fort Worth, just hours after Nevelyn Hall were arrested. Amy's body was found 17 days after she disappeared. Yikes. Forensic investigator Michael Floyd with the Tarrant County Medical Examiner's Office said that the body was so severely decomposed, Jamie. That's what I was thinking. They could not confirm, one, it was a woman. Yeah. Um, they couldn't confirm who it was, but they led them to the body. Mm-hmm. Um, so they were going to have to use dental records, x-rays, just something else to actually yeah. confirm it was Amy. So as you said that, I was thinking, gosh, 17 days in Texas? Like, animals, heat. Oh, yeah. oh God. So Amy's grandmother, Carolyn Barker Mayfield, told the Star-Telegram, quote, When they found Amy, I heard it on the TV news and just started screaming. My neighbors called the doctor and had to get me some help because I was just screaming. It was like a part of me was gone. Mm -hmm. According to police affidavit, they described this Jamie as a thrill kill. They just wanted to watch her suffer. Neville boasted about the slaying and told investigators as well as uh, he also told news reporters and TV reporters that were there that he laughed as Robinson lay on the ground gasping for air. In a TV interview, Neville stated that he and Hall killed the woman, quote, for the adrenaline rush and that Robinson was used for target practice. I need another wine break. I know. (laughs) It's just this case. I'm like... I know. I've, all the ones we've done, I mean, no, nobody getting murdered is fun, obviously. No one getting killed is fun. But for someone to do it out of pure pleasure, which is what these two obviously did, one more than the other, is just so sick. It's just so sick. I know. You know? Like, how do you just sit there and watch somebody suffer? Whether it be an animal or a human, mm-hmm. right? Right. Because he started with the animals and then he went on to this poor girl. Yeah. All right. I'm going to take a sip. <laughs> All right. So let's talk about the trial a bit. Hall's legal team um, tried to get the court to see that his, you know, their client was mentally disabled, right? And Neville was the one with the criminal record and the leader of the pack. Um, They argued that Hall was ineligible for the death penalty under a Supreme Court ruling that bars capital punishment for those with an IQ under 70. Hmm. So basically during the regular trial, Jamie, before he was convicted to death, he he was trying to say that he had a mental disability capability of the mental capacity of a 10 year old. Neville was the one who talked him into doing this. Right. Um, But both Hall and Neville actually were convicted of murder and sentenced to death. Hall's lawyers went to the Supreme Court today after the Texas Court of Criminal Appeals, which is the state's highest criminal court, right. um, refused to stop the punishment. So they appealed and appealed and similar appeals, and they all failed in all, yeah. the, in all the courts. Both men have since been executed here in Texas because, well, we have the death penalty for crimes like this one. Yeah. Um, now, I, Jamie, I know opinions differ about the death penalty, and, you know, the death penalty was abolished and then reinstated in 1976. Mm-hmm. And this is something I did not know, but I found out that Texas was the first jurisdiction in the world to carry out an execution by lethal injection. And it put to death Charles Brooks Jr. in 1982. It was the first execution in Texas since 1964. Okay. So Texas usually leads the nation every year in the number of prisoners put to death. Oh, yeah, right? We we knew that. They don't mess around here. <laughs> well, that and we're a big state. And we have more prisons, more criminals, yeah. more, you know. 
It's more jerks out there to. Yeah. I always say the worst place in the world to commit a crime besides a foreign country, right, is Texas. Right. <laughs> like you're, yeah. You're better off just going somewhere else. You don't want to mess else. around. You don't mess with you Texas. That's what, they, that's what we have to so, say. You don't mess with Texas. Yeah, you you don't, don't come here. Yeah. They, they will, They will. like I said in another episode, they'll give their mom the death penalty yeah. if they have to. If, if you come if, here. <laughs> we catch if your it. mom is on trial and you're the judge, yeah. you might be giving your mom You're lucky if you get the injection, too. I mean, that's a nice way to go, if you ask me. <laughs> I know. Think if I used to give you the shock chair or like lying mm-hmm. up against the wall and just shoot your shoot ass you. yeah well that's why i say don't ever i mean going to a foreign country you don't know the laws oh. or the rules or anything so somebody could do would- something in the states right they could go to another country and do something just as simple as spray painting a wall oh, or something spit like that gum or weird stuff yes. like there's weird there's weird yeah. stuff and just go to another country and be cool right <laughs> don't don't go disturbing any anything and you don't want to end up in one of those jails you want to be shot if you get bring it into one of those <laughs> yes. jails yeah because some of those people do you ever watch that show locked up abroad oh yeah oh. i think i think chris is the one who actually got me on that or somebody yeah yeah yeah, I'm like, I, think I don't ever want to end up in one of those jails. Yes, I know. It's yeah. Awful. So when you go to another country, just be cool. Yeah. <laughs> you Texas never, jails you never are know. good. I yeah. mean, you're living it up in the high life if you end up in one of these jails. <laughs> so the two men apologized profusely before their execution. Um, Neville was executed first, Jamie, and then Hall five years later. Right. Um, I did find a police affidavit for Neville. Um, found out a few facts kind of around his jail time and and just things he had going on. So it's stated that he addressed his victim's mother by name as she and her two daughters stood close to the glass, you know, just locking arms, right? Yeah, locking yeah. arms and watching, about to watch this guy be put to death. And yeah. he said, quote, I hope you can find it in yourselves to forgive me. And I hope all this here will kind of just settle your pain. And I hope the Lord will give you comfort and peace. I just want you to know I am very sorry for what I have done. If I see Amy on the other side, I will tell her how much you love and miss her. And we will have a lot to talk about. Dude, what a seriously? Face. We'll have a lot to talk about? Yeah, no. Neville then turned toward his parents, who watched through an adjacent window. And he says, quote, I am sorry for putting you through all of this pain and stuff. I love you all, and I will see you on the other side. Minutes later, he was pronounced dead. Good. According to an article by Channel 8 WFAA here in Dallas, during Hall's execution, Amy's sister, Amanda, said she refused to forgive him and said she attended the punishment so her face would be the last face Hall would see. Yeah, I've read that too. It was fake. He wasn't sincere, she said of Hall's apology. He was really scared. You could tell. I just don't think he was remorseful. Yeah. So such a tragedy for Amy's family. And Jamie, I named this episode You're Not Alone because Amy's grandmother had said in an interview that Amy Amy never liked being alone. Mm. They started a memorial garden in her memory on Mosier Valley Road where her body was discovered. There are now 131 crosses for brutally slain children in the garden. Yeah, it's really sweet. Yeah. So, Amy, you're not alone anymore. Well, Jamie, that concludes episode one of season two. If you want to see pictures related to this case, you can find them on our Instagram and Facebook page, Texas Wine and True Crime. All right, Jamie, you ready to review this wine? Yes. Okay, let's do it. Let me get to drink more. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You're like, "Mm -hmm." Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh-huh. 
I can't wait to talk. Okay, so I want to say this real quick. It's really good. Mm. It's we did reds all of December. I know. I'm so happy to drink a white. Oh, you know, I, know. Me. I knew I'm you like, would be. I'm like, I'm gonna get a white for today. Oh, we're like, yay! <laughs> so we're gonna be mixing up the reds and the whites. Um, we've got some really cool stuff coming out with different. Um, things about wine coming in 2021 that we're really excited to bring you so we know some of our listeners are true crime fans we just know some of our listeners are wine fans so we try to bring a little bit um to everyone out there listening so we're gonna switch it up a little bit yeah it's gonna be really really fun so um all right jamie tell me what you think about this wine well like i said i'm 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 really enjoying it i think it's very light um, as far as not, like we said, it's not super dry. It's not super mm-hmm. sweet. It's definitely on the sweeter side. It's not, I would say. It's not a me. dry Chardonnay. No, like it's, no, no, yeah. not at all. I would put it like, um, oh my gosh, I don't know. Almost early in the day drinking type of wine. Like it's so. not something you would with a dinner, like not even with mm-hmm. fish or anything like that. I don't think it's heavy enough for that. It's like really, really light. Yeah. Um, like we said, we can definitely taste the peaches in it. Definitely a good day drinking mm-hmm. bottle of wine for sure. Be fun on a picnic yeah. or on the lake. Yeah. It's refreshing. Yes. All right. So you want to you wanna cork this one this week? <laughs> you want to cork it? You want to cork this one? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I'm going to go. Let's do it. I guess three again. Three. three. Okay. Three quirks out of yeah. five. Yeah. All right. One day we get to four and five. We're going to get there, guys. We're very particular. We are. <laughs> we are. But, I mean, three is good. Oh, three yeah. Is good. We've given fours. Three and a that, half. The, the Becker one, we, I think we gave a we four. We love Becker. Thank you, Becker, for being. Well, and we stopped doing halves because we didn't want to get in trouble. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were like one, two, three, or four. <laughs> it. Half court. We can't do it. so guys this is from lost oak winery which is located in burleson texas um it's close to fort worth um sundance square mansfield arlington cleveland it's not far at all so it's pretty close to here it's kind of like actually midway from where i live to fort worth um and a girl in our facebook group actually mentioned this winery she said hey i think you girls should try this winery out yeah and now i think we're going to kind of do like a maybe a little small little group and go say hi maybe about four or five of us because covid sucks so have a little little table and say hi to a couple listeners that are that are in our facebook group so come join our groups you guys can share in the fun um all right so it's not far from here at all um and so the winery and vineyard offer a picturesque setting located on the banks of village creek with three cultivated vineyards stately oak trees and winding walking paths so this property measures 52 acres so um the five cultivated acres on this site and three acres off-site so gene is lost oaks founder and he's been growing grapes since 1989 so check out lost oak winery and lane boots wines um so there are different wines that have these different boots right right so all they're it's really cute like all these labels have different boots on them and all the wines named after them it's really cute so you guys need to need to check that out nice tan color pair of boots Mm -hmm. really cute on this label all right so jamie and i love supporting all businesses we are business women and entrepreneurs ourselves so if you want to hear your name and company on our show just email us at team T-E-A-M at TexasWineAndTrueCrime.com and we can tell you how to bring awareness to your biz on our show.
All right, Jamie. So each week we share an organization with our listeners that just inspire us to be givers and better people. And why not start that way into the new year? So what you got for us today? Well, we're going to ride along as we always do with this story. We're going to go with the Turner Syndrome Foundation. Oh, great one. So as Brandy mentioned earlier, it's only a female disease or a syndrome, I should say. It's not a disease. Um, And yeah. Yeah, so it's does what everything Brandy said before. It's about the height and the failure of ovaries development, yeah. heart. It, it, there's lots of things that happens. But the good news is, is that there are preventions to stop it from getting like worse so they can okay. help. Yeah. So basically, they have a website, of course, as they always do. And it's TexasSyndromeFoundation.org. You can go on there and donate. Okay. They're doing stuff all the time. They also have a Facebook page. Same thing, Texas Syndrome Foundation. Just go and look them up, guys. Um, you can go sub- uh, subscribe on there. You can also text the word subscribe to 72572, and they'll send you, like, notifications oh. and stuff that they're doing. Um, so, yeah, and um, I guess that's that's pretty much it. So I would go check them out. And they say um, every donation makes a difference because together we can. Oh, I love that. Together we can. Yeah. All right. Well, guys, happy new year. Jamie, thank you. Everyone, many blessings in 2021. But until next time, stay safe, have fun, and cheers to next time. Cheers. Cheers.